Hey. We're starting trial today. I know. You've got five minutes. Never start a trial without doing our thing. Well, you don't have time. There's plenty of time. You don't have time. I'm sorry. For what? Don't push it. Okay, let's go. We got three minutes. Okay, here are my office. Here's good. Okay, on three. One, two. Wait, let's go in your office. I'll get the can opener. Suits season one is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about the season one finale dogfight, then suit yourself. And here I am back with the podcaster who's got that dog in him. It's Chappelle. Yeah. Chappelle, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I got that dog in me. That's, that's yes. Look, ask about me. They know. <laughs> They've been known. What's up, Rob? How are you? Yeah. Oh, I am uh, really excited. What an exciting series or season one finale. I think I'd be a little bit worried if I didn't know there were eight more seasons of Suits following this. So I, I think it's going to work out for Mike, but big cliffhanger here at the end of season one, uh, which uh, and we don't have to wait that long. We'll talk about the season two premiere tomorrow. Right. And I think that's what really worked for Suits on the first watch is that this cliffhanger does leave you wanting more. I don't think you can finish season one and not say, yeah, I don't think I'm coming back for season two. I think at that point, just general curiosity would say, nah, I'm going to stick around. And so hopefully our listeners stick around with us because we got one day <laughs> until we find out what happens next. Because here uh, it seems like Trevor, that he sucks. Yeah. He's about to do Trevor's, you know, Trevor shenanigans are on the way. F and, uh, Trevor, and I said yeah. that ish. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Trevor, go to hell. Go to hell. I'm sorry. And he I almost came back. It was like, oh, look, Trevor coming through. Look yeah, at this guy. The one thing you have to know about suits is when people say, I'm redeemed, I've, I've changed my life. They'd be lying every mm -hmm. time. They'd be, they'd be lying. I, I used to do this horrible thing, but I don't do it anymore. Liar. Liar. You lie like a rug. Um, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor ass came back, started started lying. He thought we, we thought he was gonna be on the straight and narrow. Then he got his feelings hurt, and then boom! Now here we are. We got a a bomb to defuse, Rob. Okay, so we've got all of that going on. So some really you know high stakes soap opera between Mike and Trevor and Jenny and Rachel, and then also probably you know uh, the most uh, like. Um, emotional and personal case that we've seen Harvey deal with uh, through season one of Suits, the case of trying to get Clifford Danner acquitted for a crime that Harvey actually put him in jail for some 12 years ago. Right. Harvey has talked about how he doesn't get emotionally attached to, uh, you know, his clients or the cases. And that's why he can focus on winning. Um, but here we see him get kind of emotional because this one actually has to deal with him. You know, uh, Clifford is largely in this position because of Harvey. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's not all Harvey's fault, but there is blame to be sprinkled around. And uh, none of the blame should fall on Clifford. And so uh, Harvey's going to take it upon himself to fix this, to right his wrongs, uh, and to do a nice thing for somebody. Uh, and it is attached to his emotions this time. So this was fun to watch. It was Harvey doing Harvey things, but with a little Mike Ross motivation kind of felt like. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, yeah, interesting spin on what we've been watching so far. Okay, so that's the setup for what we're going to do today. We'll probably go a little bit longer than we've been going through the rest of the season one episodes because we got a lot of feedback uh, about this episode and season one in review. Of course, you can always send in your feedback to us. Go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback or check out our newly launched Facebook group. Just search for Suits Yourself on Facebook and come find us here as we've gotten over 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we are men of our word. Yes, and as far as the Facebook group grows, if you kind of come in there posting your memes and your and your and your uh, your thoughts and stuff, let's not get ahead of the podcast. You know, Rob's yeah. watching this for the first time. I haven't seen it in. 50,000 years. And so a lot of this information we don't know is coming or mm -hmm. I forgot it's coming. And so let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's stick stick around. This is We're going through this journey daily together. And so, yeah, suit yourself, but with us, you know, suits ourselves, yeah. if you will. 
Okay, so this storyline of uh, the case of Clifford Danner, that this came up at the end of the last episode. Really, I think this is like the first time that we've had like a case spill over from one episode to another. Like we've seen sort of like the soap opera-y stuff, like the Mike and Rachel of it all and like uh, the Trevor story and things like that. Those are the things that are kind of serialized, but everything else had been kind of case of the week. I mean, this is the first time I feel like that we have a case that was really having to do with Cameron Dennis from the last episode. And this is a little bit still dealing with the fallout of that with trying to overturn this case of Clifford Danner. Yes, uh, Cameron Dennis, the former DA, uh, his cases are big are a big deal. And Harvey worked for him, and there's scandal involved. And so there's no way they can tie up that storyline in one episode with a nice bow on it, because there has to be implications about things that Harvey did in the past for Cameron, uh, or you know, or Cameron did unbeknownst to Harvey. And so, yeah, the last episode left us with basically a cliffhanger as well. We also saw Donna making a move last episode that uh, will have implications in this ep- episode too. And so, yeah, they they left us some breadcrumbs to lead us to this finale, and I think they did a good job. Okay, well, let's talk about the Clifford Danner case because I think that that's where we spend the bulk of this episode going through all of this. Chappelle, could you uh, set up the uh, case of Clifford Danner? Yeah, so we see Neil Brown Jr. as Clifford Danner. Uh, you might know him from Insecure. I think he's on SEAL Team. He's been there for a while. Uh, but this is, this is he was a wee lad back then. And so uh, in this episode of Suits, but Clifford... Uh, he has been locked up for what, 12 years uh, since he was 18 years old for the murder of a lady named Jill, who he claimed that he was in a relationship with at the time. He had a letter that he used as evidence to prove that he was in a relationship with. But that evidence was buried by uh, the former district attorney, Cameron, uh, with Harvey to his side, not knowing about the evidence. And so uh, without that evidence, Clifford Danner went to jail. Now, Clifford Danner always um, accused uh, these two other gentlemen, Jason Black and Matt Bailey, about being the ones who actually did this. But because of his situation, he was at a prep school uh, where he was on scholarship. He really didn't fit the mold. Probably a little too ethnic for them as well and poor. Uh, and so uh, the school would have frowned upon him and uh, Jill having a relationship. So it was kept secret. And so the prep school boys are going to get away with this uh, based on privilege and the fact that, you know, there was some evidence that was tampered with by Cameron uh, Dennis and so um, Harvey yeah. finding out that uh, this evidence was suppressed or was buried he goes to right these wrongs by telling Clifford Danner that he is going to get him out of jail and prove his innocence um, kind of like as a I, I guess a, a mulligan for uh, mm-hmm. for ruining this guy's life uh, Rob how did I do yeah I think he did really well uh, that in your mind did this case mirror the uh, case of uh, the events of Sir now, this is like predating that by about four years of uh, when Serial first came on. But the, you know, Adnan uh, Saeed uh, case and that whole saga, which was, you know, uh, young people and this was a girlfriend that he was accused of killing. And he said that he uh, didn't he didn't end up doing it. He ultimately, I think, ends up being uh, acquitted. And I'm not sure if that's the the correct term, but he ends up uh, getting free after like further investigation into that case. Yeah, basically, I think uh, you said the serial serial was prior to this, though, right? No, serial came it came uh, in in like 2015. So this is like 2011. Gotcha. Because I wasn't listening to the serial podcast, but obviously, like you couldn't, you know, miss all the 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 talk about uh, Adnan Saeed and what was going on. And so, yeah, um, there was times where it seemed like his conviction was reinstated and all this other stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was very much. Um, the same vein, right? Like a high school girl uh, who was he was involved with, I think, who came up mm-hmm. missing, and then you know, a, a month later, she, her body was found. It was a whole thing. So yeah, maybe I don't know. That that is kind of odd that it does kind of. I don't think that, there's any sort of like b- anything borrowed no, from no. any of this, uh, but it's just you know similar uh, undertones uh, for all of this. So all right, well, so well, that's the thing, Rob. It's not far fetched. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> this thing happens and it probably has happened before and we saw that it happened after this. So, you know, it's just one of those things that when it comes to class and race and, you know, and stuff like that, um, you know, 
historically, you know, people of ethnic backgrounds have been taking those L's, you know, due to, you know, largely due to wealth disparities and uh, white privilege. Yeah. Well, Harvey is going to make it his mission to work on overturning this case. Now, Lewis, uh, bad luck for my guy here in this episode, right? That Lewis is like, we should not be doing this, that we're going to lose our clients and that people are going to be upset. Why are we representing this guy? That there are other people that they have kids that go to this school. They're going to be mad. And Jessica really like sets him straight. And she says like, listen, I don't care who you talk to. Cause he's like, I talk to the other people. People don't like it. She's like, yeah, well, when you run the firm of lit, nothing and nobody, you can decide what's going on. Yeah, I don't know if this is bad luck or that Lewis should be just minding his damn business. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you are a junior partner. There is a whole slew of senior partners. And then there is also Jessica uh, at the top. This is not your jurisdiction, sir. Why don't you mind your junior ass business? You know, um, he's he's uh, basically trying to rally people against Harvey in this situation because uh, for all the reasons that you named, and I'm not saying they're not good reasons, but at the same time, you're not in charge here. He even goes as far as telling Jessica, like, I want to be senior partner or else, basically. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, oh so what does that mean? You know, and so there are moments where I just think yeah, Lewis I is out of bounds. I don't right. get threatened by you, Lewis. I mean, to be fair, she's not wrong. This is our boss. You know, like, like I am the one who it. knocks, Lewis. Isn't she? You know, this is her boss. This is his boss. What? What? Where do you get off, sir? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we got to meet the new district attorney who took over for Cameron Dennis, and uh, his name is Terrence Wolf. And mm-hmm. Terrence Wolf. He, first of all, he does not like Harvey because word on the street is that Harvey is a snitch. He got the old DA fired. Yeah, Harvey comes to him and says, I, you know what? Why do we need to go to trial? You know, I don't really love that. You, you've, you've, you've seen my work. I don't go to trial. So what's up? Let's cut a deal. And Mr. Wolf here is just like, nah, I'm good. I, I don't want it. I don't care. Like we, this, this is not my business. It's not my business to cut a deal. If you want to go to trial, let's go to trial, mm-hmm. but I'm not cutting a deal for something I wasn't around, especially when you got, you got a little cheese on your nose, right? You know, it's like, Whoa, mm-hmm. Whoa, Harvey, because people might take for granted that maybe Harvey was innocent, but you don't have to, you know, we just know Harvey told on, on, on uh, Cameron, or at least Cameron goes down for some evidence that, you know, just appears out of the blue for a different case. And so, yeah, it's like you could you could imagine a world where Harvey did that to save his own ass. So why would you trust him? You know, and so Harvey, this is news to him, though. He has no clue about this evidence. That was the move that Donna pulled at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Harvey goes back to Donna and is like, hey, you took stuff from the DA's office. Like, you tell me right now, I will fire you. What did you do with it? I've never been so mad at you before ever, Donna. And Jessica's like, yeah. she gave it to me. Right. And we did what you, you, you didn't have the guts to do, but you, you would have done it for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, he could argue with that. He's like, yeah, you go to the ends of the earth for those two women. So yeah. you're mad. Get over it. I'm sorry. Yeah. We saved your ass. Okay. So later on in the, in the episode, jumping around a little bit, Jessica says, you need to apologize to Donna. Okay. You need to fix this. So mm-hmm. Harvey goes back to Donna and he does say to her, I'm sorry. And she's like, for what? He's like, don't push it. All right. We need to do our thing. He says, yes. What We need to talk about the thing. Okay. Because this is a mystery. Mm-hmm. What do you mean a mystery? We what what is the thing uh, that we get some clues here about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have the time to do it. Uh, Harvey says, or maybe Donna got, says that we don't have the time. Um, they got the about five minutes. So yeah. I think even three minutes. Okay, yeah, and it seems point, like that yeah. they're like, should we do it here or do it in the office? So it's nothing like that. Like involves nudity. You wouldn't think. Uh, and we find out think. later on in the episode that when Donna is talking with Rachel, her and Harvey aren't like that. She says that she does eventually tell Rachel that nothing has happened between them. Yeah. But that is if you believe that. If you believe uh, that. Yeah. I mean, 
she doesn't have to kiss and tell just because Rachel is in, in a mood to to talk about that kind of stuff. Also, uh, there's a can opener involved. Yeah, get Rob. the can opener. What? Get the can opener. We got three minutes. Let's go. What could you do with a can opener in three minutes? <laughs> Rob, please. This is a family podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, look, I, I'd rather allow the listeners to speculate, but I can tell you some things. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe after the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, maybe off air, mm-hmm. but um, no. This is uh, this is their pre-trial ritual. We haven't seen this before because Harvey doesn't go to trial, mm-hmm. and so um, so now that he is, Donna's like, do we have the tools to make this happen? They have the can opener, and we later see her, uh, him sliding the can opener to Donna, uh, kind of behind Mike Ross's back. Now Mike catches him. Uh, but he does call him out as well and says, like, you know, I saw that can opener that you put over there. And so, yeah, we're we're left to wonder uh, what kind of freaky shit they into. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, yeah. keep put a pin in that. Uh, we'll come back yeah. to it. OK, so. All right. They're going to then uh, take this case back to court. OK, uh, but I guess that if they're going to reopen the case now that there are some new stakes here where. Uh, in in the case of uh, Clifford Danner, that he only has four years left on his sentence, but because Harvey has pissed off the DA's office so much, then they could send Clifford Danner to jail for life if now they reopen this case, correct? Yeah, it's like, Harvey, are you willing to uh, disrupt all of this for a person who we've all decided, including yourself, was guilty? And so if you're going to do that, then we can, you know, prosecute him to the full extent of the law, which means he could have life in prison after this. Um, so you either let him let him do his last four years or you roll the dice and give him life in prison. And yeah. so this guy, Clifford Danner, is not trying to hear Harvey at all. Um, and I don't blame him. Yeah. OK. Is this realistic at all of like hey if you appeal this case we're going we're going harder after you like is that something that really happens or is this uh just for the fiction of the show i have no idea it, uh, well that is for our associates the ones with the legal backgrounds mm-hmm. to chime in on uh tweet us at suits pod if you have more data about this uh rob i just don't think this is an appeal though like this doesn't feel like an appeal this feels like they're reopening a case mm-hmm. and that's not the same as an appeal yeah um but again we got a team of legal experts on the on you know on the ready, and so they will tweet us. They will give send us the feedback. What is it? Suitspod at uh, podcast at uh, gmail.com or something. What's our what's Host our website? at suitspodcast.com. Yeah, host at suitspodcast.com. Thank you. And so uh, yeah, send us the uh, the legal implications of this maneuver right yeah. here. Okay, so the new evidence that Cameron Dennis had hid was a note from the victim of this crime who uh, was dating Clifford Danner, uh, which sort of then implied that there was a relationship which he had always maintained, but there was no way to ever prove it before. There's also some DNA evidence uh, that also was... Um, at the time, not considered part of the case. Harvey wants to get it part of uh, this new review of the case, reopening of the case. But the judge is ruling that uh, or that the DA's office is saying that it's inadmissible. Yeah, he can't use it. He can't use the uh, he can't use it, even though it's it's the basis that which they were able to reopen the case. Yes. But it's not the uh, like it's not going to be admissible because of like the chain of custody and stuff. Uh, basically, if you're saying that evidence was tampered with, we can't use tampered evidence in the trial, you know. And so um, that's what they come up with. Also, he kind of picks up that the two people that Clifford are, is um, is accusing of doing this. They gonna lie. So they're going to mm-hmm. tell them anything. They're they going to get up there and perjure themselves. We know Harvey would never. But mm-hmm. they're going to perjure themselves. And if that's the case, then this letter means nothing because it's hearsay at this point. It's his word versus their word. Yeah. So uh, we have these two guys, uh, Black and Bailey, and they're going to go up on the witness stand. And they're basically going to you know, stick to their story that they're, you know, neither of them had anything to do with this. Yo, well, Black is gonna go up on the witness stand. Okay. See, Bailey's not. Bailey ain't got the 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 the, the stomach for it. But mm-hmm. They they put up they put up the the stronger of the two and said, "You get up there, you know, make your accusations toward Clifford, pa- paint him like you were a concerned friend, you know, all this other stuff, and let's lock him up." And so things are not looking good for Clifford, um, because of, again, you're rolling the dice here. Do you take the four years that you have left, 
and try to start a new life? Or do you want to go fight for your innocence and then potentially be in jail for uh, forever? Mm-hmm. So, all right, things are looking bad. Mike is coming up with some ideas to potentially, like, uh, could we get Black and Bailey to not be on the same page? And so they uh, have a lot of ideas that are inspired by the movie Mississippi Burning. Yes, have you ever seen Mississippi Burning? I don't think so. I think I'm confusing it, it with uh, with some other uh, movies. Uh, Mississippi Burning. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. 1988 film. Uh, with uh, Gene Hackman and Willem Dafoe. You know what? It sounds like a star-studded cast to me. We might need to watch it. Uh, yes, should that in between Dafoe, seasons? Is this the movie yeah, to watch? Yeah, we'll, we'll throw in Mississippi Burning because honestly, it doesn't seem like you can understand this case without watching it uh, because everything they do seems like it's a shout-out to the Mississippi Burning, which it's an old movie and Harvey did not think that Mike would have seen it, but we find out here that Mike is, is uh, he has like a, a deep, you know, a uh, well of information when it comes to these older movies. Yeah. Like Rachel wants does to watch not, Casablanca. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And so, um, yeah, I think that, uh, maybe we might need to do some research or again, suits pod where are our associates at tell us about Mississippi burning. What, what about <laughs> this mirrors that y'all got to do the work. So we don't got to. Yeah. Okay, so um, things are looking pretty bad in uh, this uh, Clifford Danner case, uh, but Mike is really trying to, you know, keep Clifford feeling good. He's like, hey, Harvey, he won't lose. He's got this. Trust him. Trust the process, Clifford. Yeah, and then he says, Harvey, can I can I have a moment with Clifford? And Harvey says, all right, and he steps out, and Mike's mm-hmm. like, let me tell you about a story about how Harvey saved me and why I trust him. Yeah. And then we never see the conversation. Rob, is this another person that Mike has let in on his secret? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the the hardened criminal, you know, like dog, you know, I'm look, look, I mean the boy's innocent. So so we have uh, concluded. But damn, Mike, you just gonna mm-hmm. tell everybody? Yeah. Even this guy you just met him. But what mm-hmm. if he first thing, like what if Harvey loses the case and this guy just blurts out, but Mike Ross isn't even a lawyer? Like, I just feel like this is a little reckless. I don't know. Maybe oh. it's me. Very reckless by Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in any world where this comes back up, Rob, do you uh, think we will see Clifford Dannard in the future? I don't think so. I think that they got him out. I think he's going to go and, like, uh, live his life. And he seems like that he is now, you know, an, an adult who's changed by this experience. So, yeah, I, I don't think he, we ever run into him again. That would be my prediction. So he- so his secret is safe. Uh, Mike's secret is safe with Clifford. With Clifford Danner, yeah. Uh, yeah. But more and, on Mike's secret to come. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those people. And, it, yeah, it's, Clifford, Lola, Harvey. It's okay. Who else? Yeah. Donna. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody else? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Jenny. Oh, uh, Jenny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's playing with fire. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's this camisole here that was also has the DNA on it that they're trying to get that tested. Lewis has a cousin who works in a DNA lab. Donna goes to him. Lewis does not want to give in. No, Donna tries everything. She goes in and does her normal Donna things. Then she tries bribery. She's because because Lewis knows this is for Harvey, and he does. He already doesn't agree with the case, but also he likes to loom stuff over Harvey's head. And so Donna says, "Look, I know what you want, mm-hmm. and you can have exactly what you want." And Lewis is like, "Oh, really?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll fill in for Norma." And mm-hmm. you know, and Lewis, you know, you know, now he's you know aroused, and so he's like, "Look." I, um, I, no, I can't do it. I'm sorry. So Donna tries the big guns. She said, but I got you these tickets, you know, to the ballet. And Lewis is, I mean, he's tempted, his mouth watering. He's like, and a one-on-one sit down with Burishnikov. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You know, he's like, get out, get out, evil woman, because I see you trying to use your wiles against me. And so she says, okay, cool. Well, Jessica said, come on, you got to do it anyway. So he goes to Jessica's office and she basically says, do what Donna said or else. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Harvey is feeling like he's going to lose. The DA is basically telling him, Harvey, you're going to lose this one. You know, we've got, we've got you. There's nothing you can do. Harvey's getting desperate. So we see a a meeting that he sets up in the jail with uh, Clifford Danner. And, you know, he says, okay, take his cup, take the cuffs off him. And then like, he's like trying to antagonize uh, Clifford Danner and I would love to talk this through about his motivations because 
I uh, is this you know basically is this guilt from Harvey of that he wants to be like flogged by Clifford Danner or is this somehow like part of the plan that uh, Harvey ended up coming up with because I don't see how this changed anything. Ah uh, yes, okay. So let's let me take you on a journey. Uh, in the beginning of this episode, there's a moment where Harvey, when he first goes to Clifford Danner, and Clifford is like, he is not happy to see Harvey. Now, he's not happy to see our Harvey throughout this uh, this entire episode, but this is when you get him at his maddest. Uh, he's like, I will kill you. Like, mm-hmm. literally, you're lucky I have these handcuffs on because if I lay a finger on you, they're going to throw me in the hole. And so you're you're blessed by the fact that if I get thrown, like, I cannot go back to the hole. I've just refused. Um, and so Mike talks him down and says, you know, let me tell you a story. He starts to trust Harvey. But now every time Harvey brings up some evidence or something like that, the DA and the judge just throw it out. There's no, there's he's making no leverage I mean, or no leeway toward getting this man out, no headway, I guess, getting toward this man out of jail. He's actually making things worse. The DA is now threatening to put him in, in jail for life when he was about to get out in four years. Harvey goes and gets the DNA illegally, you know, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. He goes and finds like uh these two other guys' DNA. It, it matches the blood. And he goes to the DA with that. And the DA is like, no, I can't use it because it's not admissible. So now go tell your client that all the things that you've done have not not even helped. You potentially made things worse. Clifford Danner is pissed to find this out. And Harvey says, yeah, why don't you go on and punch me? Mm-hmm. And he does. And by punching him, you know, by assaulting Harvey, uh, the uh, the security or the you know whatever, they come in and they rep they reprimand him, they grab him, they and they mm-hmm. drag him out, kicking and screaming like, "I'll kill you! Like you ruined my life!" But now he has to go to the hole. Yeah, and go into the hole is a forty eight hour deal. Yeah, he so bought he's time. He's going to the hole. He bought him time. He gives that gives him two days to figure out what the hell to do. And so now Harvey has been punched in the face, but he has managed to get Clifford you know, out of the way so that he can go do some real Harvey stuff later mm-hmm. on. Do you so, yeah. think so any part of that, though, was that Harvey wanted to be punished for what he did? Like, does he feel in any way like, OK, like I deserve to be punched in the face for how I treated Clifford Danner in the first time around? We've seen apolo- uh, an apology from Harvey one time, mm-hmm. and that was for Donna. Because Jessica told him to apologize to Donna. Yeah. Um, and they needed to do their can over their kinky thing that they do before the case. This He got this guy locked up for 12 years and he did not apologize to him one time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was kind of Harvey's way of yeah. like, like uh, not an apology, but I owed you that one. You know, like you, yeah. you definitely should punch me in the face. He said that basically I, we, like, look, I don't see anybody else working to get you out of this. So. Right. That's not an apology. Yeah. Yeah. That is not an apology. Harvey's like, well, what else you going to do? And so now you potentially made this worse. This could be the last time, you know, if if Harvey's plan doesn't work, this could be the last time Clifford Danner has any semblance of being free because if he loses this, he goes to jail forever. So yeah, the least you could do is let this man punch you in the face because Mm -hmm. you're playing with his life. All right. So there's another idea. Mike Ross has an idea. Apparently, this is also from Mississippi Burning, uh, where they got the two guys like thinking that one was going after the other. And here comes Trevor to come back into this, that we might get Trevor to play a guy who is like a thug who is in the room of one of these guys. Is this Bailey? Uh, yeah, this is the weaker one. Mm-hmm. This is Bailey. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he says basically he's trying to intimidate him. But then they were all then like standing in this guy's apartment. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So they go, Trevor does his thing where he acts like a goon because he thinks he, he owes Harvey this, right? Harvey saved his life. Yeah. So he goes in, he acts like a goon in order to intimidate this guy into telling on the other dude. Well, when dude, uh, when dude, when this guy walks out of his, uh, like out of his room to go, um, you know, drink and to them, I guess, make, make the phone call to the police about what just happened. The detective is already sitting there. Harvey sitting there. Mike sitting there. And they're like, look, we've been watching. We knew this was going to happen. You're hard-headed. But your boy is, is is having you intimidated because he thinks that you already told. Like, he thinks that you have snitched. And so they're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And so you got lucky this time. We just happened to be around. But it's not going to happen again. The only way that you can make this go away is by telling on him. Tell on your friend, uh, Jason Black, 
and nothing else will happen to you. We will make sure we take care of him. You will probably go to jail for a little bit. But dear God, if you don't, you're going to you're going to be murdered. This man is going to take care of you um, because you can't be trusted. And so this guy has no reason not to believe what they're saying. Because he knows that his friend is a murderer. He already killed this Jill lady. Mm-hmm. And so so he does. He's he's like, okay, well, I, yeah, we killed her. But it wasn't my idea. That guy's crazy. And they're like, okay, come with me. Let's go answer some questions. Yeah. So, yeah, they got him. They got him. And so they get the confessional out of uh, Bailey, uh, which ends up then saying that it was Black who put him up to this. So can you just explain this? What, what happened? That Black was, was dealing coke? And then yes. it was some like the a deal went bad. Yeah. Oh uh, no 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 no. It, the deal didn't go bad. So what happened was Jill found out that Black Jill's and, the victim. Uh, ba- yeah, the victim. She found out that Black was dealing drugs. She said, "Oh my God, this Black man is dealing me drugs. Let me go talk to my boyfriend." So she she went and talked to Clifford, and she's like, "Clifford, you wouldn't believe this, but these two these two are crazy. They they were dealing coke." And Clifford's like, "Wow, that's wild." Let's continue having a relationship and mind our own business. Mm-hmm. Well, they found out that Jill knew, and they were like, oh, she's going to snitch. She's going to tell somebody. We got to kill her. And so they do. They kill her. They say, well, who can we blame? Another black man. Let's blame Clifford, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, because who would believe his story? He uh, had a prior, I guess, violent offense. He was here on scholarship. He's poor, and he's black. Easy peasy. Open and shut case. And then it did not help that Cameron... Uh, Dennis it, it thinks he is the judge and jury and executioner. So he's hiding uh, evidence for them, mm-hmm. not, for, not for them, but it's definitely benefiting them. So yeah. that's what happened. Um, he just happened to be a victim of circumstance. Had he been public with his relationship, Rob, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And the, that's such a good note uh, about being public <laughs> with all your relationships. Uh, then yeah. we'll come back to that. Uh, then we we have one last scene that uh, with Harvey and the DA and Terrence Wolf is like, uh, I don't know how you got away with it, Harvey. Like what? What? What did I do? He's like, uh, yeah. you know, you broke the law. He's like, no, no, no I didn't. Didn't break the law. No, nope. nope, didn't. He. Uh, Terrence Wolf is no idiot. He says. I know exactly what you did. I've seen the Mississippi burning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw the movie. I read the book, whatever the case may be. But I know your game. You went and intimidated him and made him tell him the other one. That is illegal. Mm-hmm. But I guess you got away with it. And so, you know, he kind of flips Harvey the bird on the way out. But Harvey does respect uh, Terrence and his, uh, I guess, his uh, fairness. I guess it came. Yeah, it was kind of fair. You know, like this, this court case. Terrence was above board the entire time. Everything he did was to the letter of the law. It's mm-hmm. Harvey that was playing out, you know, drawing, writing outside the lines or whatever you call it. So, All right. There you go. So very dramatic case to close out season one. Let's then go back to a lot of the soap opera of this episode that has to deal with the Mike side of things. And, mm-hmm. you know, we get Mike in the beginning of the episode. What, what is Mike doing? He's uh, memorizing credit card numbers. I mean, this seems like Jenny's up to something. Like, why does she want Mike memorizing credit card numbers? Well, he was memorizing her credit card number. Like, it was like a, like a game. Like, somebody has photographic memory. What can you stump them with? And so Mike is basically just showing off for his girlfriend, but I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think that someone like Mike should be monitored because <laughs> if you can do this, this man has had this skill his entire life. Yeah, he. We are blessed to have Mike Ross in the legal, uh, the legal realm where he wants to do good things because this could very much be a power used for evil. I, I'm not saying I would use it for evil, but the line would be gray. Yeah, it would, I mean, you know, what I'm saying like it would, it, it would blur. There were, it was. I'm sorry that, uh, yeah, to have this skill, I just say that, uh, yeah, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Okay, yes, certainly. Here comes freaking Trevor. Uh, we just put him on a bus to Minnesota, not but uh, a couple of weeks ago. How much time has elapsed in season one? I feel like Mike describes it as months. Yeah, it's been months, but obviously not enough for Trevor to have died somewhere. Mm-hmm. So sadly, he's back, and uh, he, he can tell Mike has a girlfriend, but he doesn't see her. She's in the yeah, bathroom. In the so shower. He just narrowly, yeah, he narrowly misses Jenny, even though he kind of pushes like, "Oh, should I peek in here?" Like, he's like, "Oh, I just need to pee. Can I go look at your girlfriend who's showering in there?" First like, off, rude. Yeah, Trevor. What the hell? Yeah. And so no, Mike shuffles him out the door because Mike is like, "We 
I, I cannot be caught like this. You know, uh, Mike would love to be able to tell Trevor what's going on because mm-hmm. he knows Trevor is crazy. And if he doesn't, then Trevor can react and be all volatile. Yeah. But Jenny is like, no, we're good. We don't have to tell him. It's, it's cool. He doesn't need to know. Now, the last episode ended with Mike and Rachel saying that, oh, you know, we're never going to talk. Rachel's like, don't ever ask me for help again. This episode, he's asking her for help. She's like, did you not understand? He's like, we got to help. There's an innocent man in jail. Yeah, and he needs the best paralegal on 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 yeah. staff, and so of course that's Rachel, and so she does agree to help him. She's back in the mix, and then that'll give her a chance to fall back uh, head over heels for Mike. Uh, but meanwhile, <laughs> Jenny and Mike are like talking about okay, Trevor's back in the picture, and I think that Trevor is staying at Mike's house while he's getting back up on his feet. Why, Mike? Just uh, let's shut this man he, out of your he life. He has no one else, Rob. He even got a job working in a mailroom of a law firm. You know, he just wants to be, he's like, I got to be around Mike. He's my only, he's the only person I have. And he says, Mike, what if I reached out to Jenny? Would you, how would you feel about that? That wouldn't bother you, would it? Is this all good? First off, Mike, how many times has Trevor (laughs) like put your life at risk uh, in the last couple of months? Remember when he set you up to go on a, like a drug bust? Yeah, uh, you have to start to wonder how many times this happened prior to this because we haven't only we've only known Mike and Trevor for a few months. You got to imagine that this has been happening yeah. his entire life. Trevor got Mike kicked out of law school. Mike, right? Stand up. Stand up. Stand, stand up, up Mike. <laughs> stand up. God damn, you know, like, bro, what? What does it take? What does Trevor have to do to? What really do you owe this himself? man? Nothing. Literally nothing. Uh, at all. This is the worst friend you've ever had. And everybody who's ever come in contact with you and him have said the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Your granny said it. Harvey saying it. Get the hell away from Trevor. He sucks. Don't let him in your home. Especially if you smashing his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, what, 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 are you, what, what is that about, dummy? <laughs> All right. Well, like, oh, should we tell him? I don't know. Should we, should we not tell him? So... Mike is also very busy working on the case. Uh, we get to see a little bit with Rachel and Donna in this episode uh, that Rachel comes into like the like the I, I, what what would you call this? Like just the um, like lounge or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. The kitchen, not out. even the partner's the kitchen. kitchen, but Donna likes to know what's going on. So we should get a drink and we get this Free scene drinks. where. Yeah, three drinks that Rachel mm-hmm. needs because she's in a blender too over Mike. We get to see this scene of Rachel and Donna having drinks in Harvey's office. Now, Chappelle, mm-hmm. this is a scene, you know, this was, you know, I, I thought a good episode for Harvey, but we need to have a conversation about Harvey. You know, we've been pretty pro pretty pro Harvey so far. I know what about to do. Like, and really. <laughs> The, the hits keep on coming here. We, the, we learn that everything in Harvey's office is memorabilia from mm-hmm. different things that he has done. And yes. Donna says, you see that pen right there? You see that pen? Remember that Donald Trump scandal from, uh, mm-hmm. from that? She's like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Harvey yeah, was burying it. Donald Trump scandals from pre twenty eleven. I mean, you heard it here. I mean, she didn't make any huge accusations, or yes. anything like any claims, but it is it is alluded to mm-hmm. in two thousand eleven yeah. that Harvey was <laughs> you know also, defending Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump. What were you thinking? Getting rid of Harvey Specter? You should have kept it. Right. Worst decision he's ever worst made. decision. Like, like, I'm sure Jessica Pearson was like, we can't keep, we can't keep partnering with this guy. Like he's got to go. Yeah. But yeah. Hard, yeah. There's a pin from Donald Trump. We're dropping. The future president of the United States. We're dropping Donald Trump. Um, then we start getting into the basketball collection. Yeah. I know you get a kick out of this. And so, all right. So we have to get the basketball collection. I see that one. Uh, oh, that's Larry Bird. He loves, he loves Larry Bird. Don't touch that one. Picks Look. up another one. Well, the first one's Patrick Ewing. Yeah. You know, and this is New York, Toronto. So Patrick Ewing, obviously a huge star in yeah, in Toronto, York. And so yeah, it makes sense. Rob, yeah. you uh you you're not the biggest basketball fan, but you would you would you would also like have a Patrick Ewan sign ball? 
I would certainly, um, you know, I, it probably would not be my prized possession, but like at the height mm-hmm. of my Knicks fandom, he was like their biggest star. Like, uh, I mean, really that, you know, growing up uh, on Long Island, like uh, as a teenager, like that's when, you know, that the height of like the modern day Knicks mania. But the problem is that they've just never been relevant in 25 years after that. Yeah, so you kind of have to hold on to the Patrick Ewing mm-hmm. ball and yeah. hold, it, hold it tight, near and dear. Yeah, all those guys of uh, Patrick Ewing and John Starks and Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason and uh, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, like all those teams uh, that they were just going, uh, you know, against the, the the Bulls for all those years, and then they couldn't even win when Michael Jordan was playing baseball. Can we ask Michael Jordan about that? You could, I know we can't ask about baseball. Yeah. Uh, you know, he'll take it personally. But th- okay. Uh, so then, then, yes, we get to then, uh, Rachel picks up another basketball, Kobe Bryant basketball. And it's basically mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, the Kobe Bryant, you could, you could touch that you one. Could. I mean, think about it. This man is a Knicks fan, so he does not care about the Lakers. He's probably anti, pretty anti mm-hmm. Lakers. At, uh, yeah, there's no world where he cares about the Lakers as much as he cares about Patrick Ewing. So yeah, we see the the hierarchy here. Patrick Ewing, Knicks fan, he's he's never letting that ball go. Larry Bird, white mm-hmm. man's hero, Donna mm-hmm. says, which I a truer statement has never been made. Mm-hmm. And then Kobe Bryant, eh, he's good, yeah. but he also plays for the Lakers. Yeah, no respect for Kobe Bryant from Harvey. So if, if this is me, yeah, if it's like Tim Duncan signed basketball, I'm like okay. Take mm-hmm. it, play ball, play ball with it. Just yeah. bring it back. You know, like I, I can acknowledge that he's great, but I don't have to like him. And Donna says her and Harvey never hooked up. You can never go back. Can't walk it Even back. Even though Donna is chilling in Harvey's office with her feet propped up and her shoes off, she hella comfortable in a place where she can never. Oh yeah, you can never go back. Well, girl, why are you so comfortable? What did you do mm-hmm. to get you in this good with Harvey? Like we know Donna. What we love happened Donna. with the can opener? And what happened with the can opener, damn it? You mm-hmm. know, like that that I have questions. So although she says, no, nothing happened, I promise. Rachel's like, but why not? And yeah. that that's really the question. Okay, Donna, you you and Harvey, y'all, y'all would seem compatible for whatever, and you seem very comfortable. He trusts you. Um, y'all mm-hmm. just don't like each other like that. Y'all just friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Donna. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So I think, Rob, I think she lied to us. Not going to lie to you. Okay. All right. Why are your feet propped up on this man's desk, Donna? Let's let's track it. Okay. Um, but yeah, Rachel, she's uh, like, she's got the feelings for Mike. And look, she's, she's got to say something to, to Mike about this. So somehow Mike like leaves his phone with Trevor. Now Trevor did the solid for Mike. But somehow, mm-hmm. Mike's phone is with Trevor. Trevor's like, oh, shower girl is calling. And it's Rachel, and she leaves a voicemail. She's like, Mike, I can't stop thinking about you and our kiss. I know you're seeing Jenny, but come on. This is one. Never leave a voicemail, Rachel. Never leave a voicemail. Also, even if you're leaving a voicemail, why did you tell all your business? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's hey, it's me, Rachel, from work. I know you're I know you're cheating on Jenny. You cheated on Jenny by kissing me, but whatever. You know, he's your best friend. You girl, do not leave cool. that as a voicemail. Like even if you no. leave a voicemail, it's like, hey, uh, I, I really need to talk to you. Call me back. Like to that's be it. Fair, to be fair, she drunk dialed him. Like, don't forget about the three mm, drinks. The three See, drinks. This is a drunk dial. Yeah. And uh, look, and who are me to judge somebody on drunk dial? I'm sorry. I can I cannot speak on that at all. I need to shut my ass up. And so it happened. Voicemails were left. The worst calls have been made. Worst voicemails have been made. And I am the, I am the perpetrator. So, no, she, she gets a pass. Let her live. Blame it on the alcohol. Yeah. All right. And so we ultimately then get another like voice message where Mike is like uh, after all of these things that happened in the episode about how like you got to let these things uh, come out in the open. He leaves Trevor a message like, hey, I got to talk to you about that thing. I got to tell you. Meanwhile, Trevor shows up at Pearson Hardman and he's like, uh, Jessica Pearson. First off, freaking Jenny couldn't even get up to the floor that they work with Mike Ross's suit, but goddamn Trevor, no problem getting past security. 
The man is a criminal. This mm-hmm. is what he does. He does shady shit. Jenny was like trying to do stuff by the book. Hey, do I need to check in with security? They're, they're like, hey, ma'am. She's like, can you just take it up? I'm not. She's like trying to explain herself. Trevor then disguised himself as a lawyer and probably like did the old like hold the newspaper up to his face and act like, hey, Bob, and just kind of like mm-hmm. try to slide by um, as Jacob Jones, the Trojan horse, mm-hmm. <laughs> as he would say. Um, you know, I'm sure that Trevor pulled something like that. Uh, and he did make it up there. And what does he do? He makes a beeline for the head of the company and says, Jessica Pearson, I got something to tell you about Mike that Harvey didn't tell you. Son Damn, you're going to implement them both? Yeah. Really? Like, the same okay. Harvey that saved your life. No, no, let's talk about it. The same Harvey saved your life. You, Mike, I don't know where I would be having oh, Harvey never Jenny. done this for me. Uh, just, just blah, blah, blah. You kiss Jenny. You, know, you date Jenny because he's definitely dating Jenny. But you dating Jenny and all of a sudden, like, that's it. Like, that's it, Mike. Throw our friendship out the window. Rob, I never want to see Trevor again unless Rob, unless Mike is beating his ass okay. or he getting arrested. Well, I get now. I, I haven't seen past season one. So now okay. we're, I, we're in the territory where I get to predict stuff. Oh, do your thing. I'm not, look, I'm not going to tell you nothing. Like I Jessica is going to like grab Trevor, like by his shirt collar and put him up against the wall and say like, if you ever come up yes. here and say a word about Harvey Specter ever again, I'll have your ass. You you skip goddamn. God, you, this is not just good. There you go. <laughs> should have, yeah. This guy should have told Lewis. I think that was his yes. mistake. Oh yeah, you tell Lewis, Lewis could have done something with this. It's in the newspaper tomorrow. Um, if you put if you tell Lewis, but I think yeah, telling Jessica is bad because we assume Jessica doesn't know this. But what if Jessica hits him with the yeah, I already know. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been no, you, you I'm think Jessica. I Pierce, don't think, know every don't single know associate yes. that comes through here. <laughs> Yeah, do you think I didn't know that? Get out. And Get then next out. thing you know, maybe maybe Harvey gets him arrested because of that. Like, we need Trevor out. Go Why to jail. Why still here? Go to hell. Go to jail. They should have, yeah. That too. Too bad they couldn't have, uh, you know, overturned the uh, case, the, the case of Clifford Danner and, uh, you know, accused Trevor of being, <laughs> Yeah. Know. Yeah, all right. Well, right. he was six, but still. But still. He wasn't really there, but I... Trust him. I don't trust that guy. A lick. He probably is selling coke mm-hmm. or murdering somebody. Yeah. Who knows? It's Trevor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trevor was the goon used in that case. Yeah. Can we bring that back? Yeah. You Could know? Bailey have like ID'd him as like a given like a, a you him. know yeah. Yeah. description? Yeah. Okay. And Harvey's like, I don't know that guy. Never seen him Never before seen in my him. life. Lock him up. All right. Yeah. So who gets the Liddy in the season one finale? Uh I mean, it just depends on what Trevor is about to say, you know, like if Trevor is because Trevor says goes to Jessica and says, Mike and Harvey know a thing and they didn't tell you, blah, blah. Is this Rob? Is this Jessica finding out? I guess that's my question. Or is there any world where what she says is what he says is not, you know, Mike's, you know, he does he, does think, he spill the beans here or yeah, is it something else? I think that she's going to find out, but I think that she's going to have to get brought in on it. Yeah. So based on that, if you think this is Harvey and Mike getting found out, I don't think they can get the leading. But then who would you give it to? I think you I, I think that Mike, if anything, let Trevor come back into his life and that disqualifies him. He's out. But, yeah. Yeah. But I think Harvey's still in contention. But this is such an ill. This is such But this an is the L. whole this- show. Yeah, but damn, you couldn't make it one season without this guy. Like, this is just secret being out. One season? There's nine seasons, Rob. Damn. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. That's a big L. That is a big L. But, you know, like I said, it's a cliffhanger, so we really don't know what Trevor's about to say. So I think we can give Harvey the benefit of the doubt here. But, yeah, Jessica is taking an L if this is exactly what he's a, a Trevor's about to say, because that's not great, because this happened under her nose. Mm-hmm. Donna was fine. Mm-hmm. Donna Rachel, Moore saved the day in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Rachel kind was fine here too. She does drop, she does fumble, but she didn't really do nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you could give it to Harvey, but it's not clean. It's not a clean sweep. This is a this is a by decision, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a close call. Okay. All right. Who we gotta gotta give somebody. Yeah, let's give it to Harvey. Okay. But it's a close Harvey. call. He won the case. He exonerated this man 
we got to give him credit for that. He un- he uh, undid the wrongs of his past with the Cameron Dennis, and he's probably going to keep looking into those cases and making sure that everything is clear, cool. So Harvey did a good thing for, and you know that he didn't really have to do. You yeah. know, so so yeah, we'll give it to Harvey here. But yeah, my next, you know, the next thing we have to ponder is what happens next. You know, if Trevor is blowing the whistle on this, what does Jessica do? What does that mean for Harvey? Does Lewis find out? Is you know who who all is culpable here? Who's all going down for this for this big tale? And then what? happens to trevor uh what happens with jenny and rachel you know there's so many cliffhangers left in this finale all right so Chappelle, we got a lot of feedback for this episode so let's start to dive into this suitspodcast.com slash feedback nick m says can we start tracking the times people say what are you talking about or a variation like what the hell are you talking about i started doing it this season in season one we had a total of 14. Episode six had three of its own. So I mentioned a couple of episodes ago about how we needed an associate and Patty reached out to say Patty? that she was going to help us out with being an associate. So yes. So first off, uh, thank you uh, so much. Patty! Patty, yes. Yay. All right. So Chappelle, Patty hmm. made a spreadsheet. She emailed okay. it to us and she has been tracking all the way through and has uh, come up with a, she's, I think she might have this whole, all set up for the whole series right now. She's tracking damn slash goddams. Okay. As, as she should. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. As she should. Documents or folders slammed. There were a couple in this episode, for sure. Mike didn't go to Harvard slash his secret Mike Get Out references and pop culture references. Yeah, yeah. So do we add, what are you talking about? Um, We'll let Patty decide. She's got a lot of work on her her plate right now. All right, well, all right. So if Nick is doing this, okay, so let me me reach out to Patty after this episode. I'd love to make this public uh, where we could track this. But could uh, could Patty uh, use Nick as her mic to track the... What are you talking about? Yes, Nick, tap in and see if yeah. that is something that you'd be And maybe, yeah, we in. could share the link in the Facebook group, okay? All right. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. All right. Um, what else we get? Angela wrote in to say, Mike, Rachel left Mike a voicemail? What was the last time you left or received a personal voicemail? The dates, that dates the show, doesn't it? The scene felt just short of Mike having an answering machine in his apartment for Trevor to listen to. I hate stupid Trevor. Yeah, it was 2011. I guess people were leaving more voicemails in 2011. Yeah, because like uh, Rob, you and I would do a voice note every now and then. You know, we like to get fancy, but it's a little bit more intimate than just our text message mm-hmm. threads. Um, but yeah, this is this is literally that trope that she's talking about. The the in the nineties, it's someone walks in the room and the voicemail, uh, you know, has a little red light blinking, and they press it, and then it's some voicemail they should never hear. Like, oh well, you know, oh, well it's me, Rachel, and I just cheated on your man. You know, with with your man and all this other stuff. Like that that's the old days, or like they wake up to a voicemail. Or to the you know, or somebody talking to the voicemail, and then they pick up the phone halfway through. This was the 2011 version of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't even realize how kind of you know outdated that trope was, but it, it's a thing. Um, also, who's letting people get in their phones like that? Mike don't have a password. Trevor well, just could yeah, pick up I guess his password was Ross nine nine nine. And everybody knows it, hell, <laughs> you know, at this point. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, there are probably a lot of problems with what was happening. Yeah. Also, Mike leaves his phone everywhere. This man has a photographic memory but can never find his phone. Yeah, and if, if look, Mike is a nice guy, but if you could remember a password that would be, like, at symbol 7, lowercase v, 9, 4, 3, like, wouldn't you make that your password for things instead of, like, as a, like uh, an idiot who can't remember things would make their password Ross 999. Yeah. How lazy are you? You bum. You know, it's because, you know, when we do these computer generated, computer generated passwords now, they give you yeah. like the like random ass assortment of letters and characters. And you're like, I'll never write remember this that. Down? Yeah. yeah. I got to put in a I'll password just, like, manager. Just type to in, accept, forget my password it. and just get an email be back to me. Maybe I the problem is Mike yeah. can't type. Is that the issue? It's like, I have a photographic memory, but I can't type. I mean, it explains why he didn't go to any, he didn't get any college degrees, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe it was a struggle for him as well. Who knows? But I know that's a problem because like I said, if I could memorize one of those ridiculous random generated passwords, yeah, I'd use them all the time. What's the, what's, what's the hangup? Okay. 
Patty says, okay, first off, what's your best guess on what's up with the can opener? I can't even think of a use for a can opener between two consenting adults uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's kinky stuff that you could probably do with them. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, um, so... Uh, Patty says this was a light episode on folder slamming, but lots of pop culture. We get Casablanca, Gone with yes. the Wind, Citizen yes. Kane, Dirty Dancing. Um, the, what well, I is, get the sense that you've seen all of those. Um, I've seen uh, honestly no. I, I I think I've seen Casablanca. Really? I've seen Dirty Dancing. No uh, Citizen Kane. That feels like that's wrong. I feel like you've seen the Citizen Kane. I think we watched the last four minutes of it on Renap. What? Yeah. That didn't happen. It did. Stop it. It did. On Renap? Yeah. That happened? That happened. Stop it. Yeah. I listened. Rob, you never seen Citizen Kane? Okay, that's fine. What, you like Citizen Kane? You're Kane. No, but oh. I, but like, Rob, you like, you got like a degree in film. Like, I, I don't. I don't. I have a, I have a communications degree. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm yeah. just saying. That's like entry level stuff. I'm sure At a state school, Chappelle. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you telling me? <laughs> Patty says, "What is that Denzel movie? Tell it to me, like I'm a five year old." Um, uh, didn't he say what it was? We gotta ask Cameron. Yep. Uh, yeah, Mississippi Burning, uh, American Ballet Theater. Oh, Ber- yeah, Rob, Philadelphia. What? Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, Philadelphia. Uh, and then uh, the the basketball stuff. Okay, so that Patty's uh, tracking all of that. All right. David Schwartz says, I was reading on the Wikipedia page on Suits, saw some interesting details. I saw it was renewed for season two on August 11th, 2011, and season one ended on September 8th, 2011. Would they have already filmed the season by then? I would assume so. If so, would this have been a satisfying finale if it wasn't renewed, or do you think that there was an alternate ending? And number two, it was Ooh. originally named A Legal Mind. What do you think of that title? Is that the show was going to be called A Legal Mind? Boo, that's horrible. That's, that's horrible. I'm glad they changed their mind. Yeah. Like, if you're listening to this and you were involved in that title, you, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. So I don't think that this would have been a satisfying finale, but the show would have been canceled. You know, nobody gets, nobody is left satisfied. If this show gets canceled with this finale, I think that you you have people like me rioting. Uh, I've, I've, I've watched plenty of canceled shows, shows that, you know, that you, you're in it and you're like, why is everybody not talking about this? And then one day nobody's talking about it because it's gone. And you're like, what, but what happened? Mm-hmm. And then something stupid like Bunheads is getting retired, you know, re- renewed or Hellcats or something. Yeah, bro. Don't get me started. <laughs> and so like, uh, yeah. So you see a bunch of like stuff happen like that. And so I don't, I think that would be a finale that you get like the popular vote. Like people are going to like have a cult following cause they're going to want to know what the hell happens after this? You know, I think these characters are very compelling. And so this kind of leads you in the part, like this is our first real drama, all the rest of this stuff, legal stuff and, you know, relationship stuff. But this is what we came here for. Does mm-hmm. Mike's secret start to affect the people in the show? All right. One more question from Amanda. Have you all noticed Lewis has the frame pictures in his office on the windowsill? <laughs> I noticed it when Donna goes to talk to him, uh, but maybe present earlier. So, we talked about pictures on his desk. I think he's got pictures all over his office of himself. Uh, I mean, if you're Lewis, I think this is this is right on brand. Um, I'm not shocked by that. I didn't notice it, but now I got to look for this man's pictures all yeah. the time. It's going to be a good time. Okay. The season two feedback form is open. The season three feedback form is open. So you can send in your questions at suitspodcast.com slash feedback. Yeah. Of course, we appreciate all all of your Apple podcast reviews. Uh, Keep them coming in because uh, it helps more people find the show and look for us on Facebook. Yeah, uh, Rob Gregory McBean said, we deserve a hundred liddies, you know. A hundred liddies. A hundred liddies. We're doing awesome work. Just to paraphrase. I saw Gregory Gregory just came to the Facebook group. Yeah, and he has a lot of positive things to say about the recap, and so I want to give him a shout-out as well. Uh, but yeah, we're having a good time here. Follow us on Twitter, at SuitsPod, and let us know what you think. We're getting a lot of good f- feedback as far as like the legal ramifications of some of these episodes and implications of some of these episodes as well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, do that. Tweet us, and then join the Facebook group. I- I'll tweet out the link. I think I can yeah. do that. Um, and then y'all can just pop in, and uh, then I'm going to heavily moderate and try to keep out any spoilers and bots. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And so we're going to, we're going to try to make this a family affair. We're all going to, uh, you know, just episode by Suits episode fam. for your feedback. And we're if you here. want to go backwards and do feedback for previous things, feel free. You know, we already talked about it. Just no spoilers. That's all we ask. Okay. All right. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At Chappelle's underscore show. C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L-S underscore show. Okay. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Chappelle and I do a lot of other podcasting about a lot of other shows. If you like hearing from us, uh, check out some of the other stuff that we're doing too. Thank you so much for getting us through season one. We did it. We did it. We done. Suit yourself. Suit yourself. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.